Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. It's Jerry. And by the way, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. It helps us, and we're glad to uh, to continue. We just want to see how much you really like us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All right. Let's go for it for real. All right. Welcome, everybody. And here we are back at another episode of Father Knows Something. We're so glad you are here. Holly did not make the show tonight. She's with her mommy. She comes home to visit on Wednesday. And how was everybody's week? Good. Just Busy, 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 busy. So Holly didn't, she chose not to be here? Uh, no, her mommy chose for her to be with her mommy. <laughs> but she's doing good still, guys. So she'll be back on Wednesday. Maybe we'll sneak an episode or a quick flash. So if she could choose, she would be here. Oh, absolutely. Who would want to not be here with us? I guess that's true. Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I came across the city to be here tonight. That's true. You came home very dirty. I came home dirty and early. Looks like you work on a farm. I was working on the plane, like tattoo. The plane, the plane. I just picture you rolling around on the floor at the hangar. Just I was rolling on the floor. Basically, it looked like you did, yeah. I was underneath it, and I was running all new uh, uh, wire for the antennas. I'm getting very excited. And uh, as much as Morgan can get me away from that thing to slow me up, she's, she's, she's dead on it. <laughs> she's trying so on that note, let's go. What's uh, the theme tonight? Uh, basically, sometimes in life, we encounter situations that may require a pivot. A pivot, a meaning pivot. like a job change. Sure. Yeah, life change. A life change. There's a concept going around right now. It's called the pivot queen. And so it's people that are just masters at pivoting. You know, something gets put in their path, they pivot. They mm-hmm. don't like what they're doing, they pivot. They're trying to get a couch up the stairs. Pivot! Pivot! Got it. I mean, you've never seen Friends, apparently. Just, you know, in honor of Matthew Perry, there's a little Friends moment there. I watched Friends. I love it. I don't remember the word. I don't Ross remember the line. Ross bought a new couch, and you have Matt Perry and Jennifer Aniston there, which their characters, Chandler and Rachel. Right. And they're trying to get Ross's couch up the stairs, and he's screaming, Pivot! Pivot! I re- pivot. I don't remember. I, I Justin, remember. Justin's going to pull it up. Okay. It's, it's a great scene. and All their scenes are great scenes. This is true. This is very true. So today is all about the pivot. I'm sure you're familiar with pivoting. Well, when Morgan bought those big desks and I had to uh, get it down a staircase in a building that... Pivot. Uh, pivot. I, I definitely... Pivot. <laughs> poor Jesus and I, we were very busy doing pivots. Oh, man. <laughs> That guy is the best, isn't he? Here we go. Pivot. 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 So that's what we're doing today. And that was done on a set. Mm-hmm. They built a set with that staircase. 
That's amazing. You must have. Okay, ready? I am ready. Let's do it. Are you guys ready? Say ready. Ready. Louder. <laughs> Reminds me of like Dora the Explorer. Oh Her my blues God. clues when they'd interact with you. Yeah. Let's go. All right, here we go. Number one. Hi, Father Knows Something fam. I really hope you guys can help me out in my current situation. I, 21 female, have recently been taking the LSAT in hopes of getting into law school. In December of 2022, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in criminal justice with the intention of going to law school. I've wanted to be a lawyer for the past four years and have always wanted to do something in the criminal justice field But the more I learned about the justice system in the U.S. and all of the shortcomings, I began to look for other areas of law I would be interested in. I have taken the LSAT three times, not getting a score that is something I would be proud of or law schools would be interested in. I have always been a gifted student and excelled in academic aspects, but this test is something I cannot excel in no matter how much I have studied. I am burned out with this test and am not interested in taking it again for at least another six months to a year. I applied to a law school for the fall 2023 cycle and got waitlisted with an ultimate rejection. With all this being said, I have applied once more to the same law school with an LSAT score lower than the expectations set by the law school. I have also been working for a grocery store chain since my senior year of high school in 2020. I enjoy working for this company and excel in my responsibilities there, but have never been promoted to anything more than an associate because I was expected to go off to law school within X number of months. However, my bosses really love the work I do and have mentioned over and over how they would love to promote and grow within the company. This current week, I sat down with both my store manager and the district manager for my company and discussed my interest in moving up. If I were to not get into law school this next cycle. They both were delighted to hear that and ecstatically expressed their interest in this news. I was told that there would be a new position for a floating assistant store manager for my store and another in which I would work for both locations. Through this position, I would be trained to get my own store to manage within two years. There's a new location opening up that would be drivable from my house. This new opportunity has only blurred my future plans of going to law school and journey to become a lawyer. I really love this company and how they treat their employees and honestly could see myself pursuing a career here. Both of my bosses made it clear that the store manager position does not have to be my only option with this company and has lots of opportunities inside the company. One of them even being working abroad if I really wanted to. I'm sorry if I rambled too much, but would really appreciate any and all advice I could get. Thank you, guys. I really love both FKS and THT. This is a great, a great write-in. And I can relate to her. And the thing is, is that if you were in front of me, I would say, what is it about law that's attracting you? That would be my first, my first right. thought. Because, you know, going to be the store manager and being a lawyer, they're different, totally different concepts. You know, 
I like law because I like stories. And I like being able to take the story and relate what happened in a case. I mean, if you've seen the movie, the brand new movie came out, The Burial. An amazing movie, very well produced, very well done. And here's a guy that was, you know, a, a personal injury lawyer. And this kid comes out of law school and he says, I got the lawyer that, that I think we should go with it. And he already had a strategy and, and some of the thoughts. And if it wasn't for his research and his tenaciousness to find out how to apply, you know, some of the stories and some of the smoking guns that he found, they would have lost the case. They were actually on the, on, right on the, the path to, lose, to, to, to walk away from the case. Minutes. And before you know it, he took this case out of nowhere that they really built out of nothing. And they got one of the largest verdicts of the time and really did put this company eventually out of business. So when, when, I, when I hear what you're doing and in, in, in your frustration with the bar, or I mean the LSAT, I know that it has different elements. And we had a, a neighbor that was studying for the LSAT and I went and listened to some of the questions and you know how you, it, it's all about process, thinking how, how to process the information. And it's tough. But there's training for it, and there are people that can, you know, work with you to, you know, help you open your mind to a, to to be able to take some of those questions. And and that part of the 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 the, the bar may not be a problem for you. It might be a different element in the in the bar. Well, the LSAT. I mean, the is L what it is. I'm but, sorry. Um, that's also recently changed. Like the LSAT had a big component with logic games in it, mm -hmm. and from that's my, what I'm talking about. From my understanding, the logic games have been taken out. So if you're if you took LSATs, you know, years ago and you're that wasn't your style of, you know, how you can apply knowledge or whatever, the LSAT is changing. So it might be better for you now. And I really don't want I would hate to see you always reflect later something I should have done. That's the toughest thing. You know, if this is something that you really, really want to do and you love writing, you love reading. I mean, I I, I don't know if, if you've actually gone to a law firm and clerked in a law firm and have done paralegal work, if you can do that. There's different ways to get into it and work your way to really make it part of your 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 core. Um, the market, the supermarket will give you great experience if you want to be a manager. But you want to be a lawyer, go to a law firm and start really digesting what they do and how they, they, they tick because it's a whole different thing. A lot of people come, you know, go to law school, become lawyers, and you know what? They hate it. Mm -hmm. They really hate it. So you have to decide really where you want to be with it. And I think just going to work in a firm and learning what it is to do research and get into all that and learn what it is to write, that is the, the most important thing to really start with there and then decide, you know, where, where kind of law, where you want to go. And is this really something that you want to do? I think first and foremost, you need to go get hands-on experience and see the inner workings of a law firm, of what it takes to be a lawyer. Something that OT school required is shadow hours. I had to go in and see what it was to be an OT. And working at, you know, this grocery store is amazing experience. It, it's got so much room for you to grow and advance and have a career, not just a job. But I think you should evaluate everything. Go work in a law firm and 
there's other career opportunities within the legal field that don't involve just being a lawyer. Like Alejandra went through this. She thought she wanted to be a lawyer. Her goal was to be a lawyer for the UN, her whole thing. So she took LSAT after LSAT. She worked in all of these legal firms as secretaries and then as, you know, assistants to these huge lawyers. And she did the research and helped with them with case law and all this stuff. And she saw within that field, even a lot of her friends that had become lawyers at that point, I, I don't want to do this. And so she's now working as like a recruiter. So she places lawyers at different law firms. Mm-hmm. And she makes great money and she's got a really rewarding career that can go, you know, advance in every direction and she loves it. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different options, but I think you need to get some experience in that field before you, you know, you decide. And see what it is about it that you like. Yeah, there's a book. um, It's from a like a law professor and Alejandra read it and it was actually a big part, I think, about what encouraged her not to go to law school. And the book is titled, Don't Go to Law School Unless. And then it's a law professor's inside guide to maximizing opportunity and minimizing risk. Because that's the other thing. Don't do it unless you're you're 100% sure and you want to be a lawyer and you know what it is to be a lawyer because it's expensive. And to just go and get a law degree, yeah, it might be valuable info, but you don't need it. I had an uncle that was a, a, a businessman. He had a law degree. He was part of the JAG Corps. And after he got out of the uh, the Navy, he never practiced law again, even though he always maintained his bar dues. Yeah, I think if I think that's kind of the golden age of law. And this professor talks about it in the book, how like the golden age of um, like getting to be a lawyer, like mm-hmm. how much it costs for school and then how much you make when you become a lawyer that golden age is kind of past. It's now extremely expensive. You don't make a lot out of school. You have to grind. And very few lawyers ever get to that top, you know, cream of the crop Mm -hmm. in pay. So I don't want to say like leave the grocery store because that is, you know, great job security and you've worked your ass off there. But you got to, you know, see the inside scoop of things. And I don't want to paint a, a picture that it, it, it's the worst job in the world. I mean, I do have friends that have become lawyers and they couldn't get a job for 35000 a year. And I've met and I have family that are became lawyers and they're doing very, very well. And they're at the top of the food chain. We had a write-in a couple of years ago or a year ago for a cousin of mine. Mm-hmm. And he is now going to Emory. He is in his, I think, his uh, second year at Emory now? Probably. Probably second year. He's loving it. He thinks it's the best thing since sliced bread, and he's glad he took that path. Yeah. So it's just, again, you have to really identify what it is about it that you want, why you want to do it, and and as you get into it, you'll find interest of where you want to, where you're going to position yourself. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's, there's shortcomings with every every job and every area. And um, I know you mentioned like the criminal justice system being messed up and it's like, well, okay, we need good lawyers, maybe like yourself in the future to fix it. Mm -hmm. It is bad, but it's getting better. I mean, there's so many people that are getting exonerated these days because of new technology and things like that. So you could be, you could be one of the good ones too. So don't let the LSAT or not getting into your your first choice school deter you if it's what you really want. Right, right. 
Yeah, I think the the whole deal here is the why. Because with an ideal outcome, to be confident and sure in my decision and live a happy and fulfilling life, you know, that lends itself to, you know, not, it's almost beyond the pros, cons type of worksheet. It's, it's really in the why. Why do you want to do this or that? And I think a little experience in both or adding the experience of the law mm-hmm. and working in an office or something will help. You know, the one thing I, Absolutely. I, I'm sitting here with a couple people that are interesting in their own way. Now, law school was not part of their decision, but the one thing that they do is they do something that they love and it's not going to work. It's working your passion. So when you're working your passion, you don't mind so much working 12, 14 hours a day. It's not an eight hour day. It's a 12 or 14 hour day. It's, it's who you are. That's the important thing that when you do whatever it's going to be, that you really, really are enjoying the experience and the ride. That's really what it's all about. So whatever your choice will be, make sure that you like the experience and you love the ride. That's right. Okay. Number uh, two. Number two. Dos. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So number two, I'm scared. My dad just got diagnosed with cancer, and from the doctor's reactions, it doesn't sound good. I don't want to lose my dad. I'm only 30. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm in shock. I'm happy that we get time, even though we don't know how much. It still feels like 20 years were stolen from us, though. My issue today is I'm meant to get married next June. It's a three-hour drive from here. If he's alive, is a three-hour drive going to be too far for him to come? My mom will be able to drive him. Do I change the location? We've already paid for that and food. 2K, we can't get back. We're not good financially right now since our cats were just sick and that was 6K. Obviously, money doesn't matter much in this situation, but I feel like we should plan for this now. I'm scared and I want my dad to be at my wedding. Is that selfish? I know why you did this one. (laughs) I don't know if I picked this one, actually. Justin did. Did you? Yeah, it wasn't me. Um, the, the answer is you're not being selfish. I think that no matter what will happen, if your dad's around and I would imagine he's going to be, because it takes an awful lot today to, to take him down. Uh, cancer is really being fought on many, many levels. And if it's newly found, you, you can be very successful and you don't have to think the worst. It will be what it will be. And I hate to say it that way, but if he can make it, Nothing's going to stop it. A team of horses will not stop that guy from getting that three-hour trip to come to your wedding. And even it has to come a couple of days early or figure it out in stages. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think if this were me, yeah. I would be pulling a pivot. I would be doing some sort of small private ceremony to make sure like you can get married with your dad there. Um, it sounds like you're just finding out, you know, where he's at stage-wise, what treatment options there are. But I look at my mom's husband and no, he wouldn't have been able to make a three-hour drive. 
Mm-hmm. It just, that's the reality you might be facing. Um, but I would gather all your info because the doctor could say, oh, you know, nope, it's stage three, three to five years. Well, that's what Rod got. And three to five years turned into two years. What? How, how many years did they give his, give, give his dad right now? What did they say? We have no, no, no info on um, their when, dad's when, stage or where the, they're when's at. When's the wedding? That's what I was. Wondering. Wedding is next June, so it's December. You're you're six, six months, months out. Away. So depending on what information you've gotten, you can go from there. But yeah, I mean, pivoting a little bit and making sure that your dad is at your wedding. Um, that you know, there's other options. Like Justin and I have even talked about just having a wedding at a small courthouse yeah. and then the big family party. Like yeah. they can do an, a quick elopement. Yeah. There's other options like, and a courthouse, like intimate thing mm-hmm. doesn't cost like a lot if you know, more than a hundred something bucks. Mm-hmm. So I think you just got to prioritize. And like, if your number one priority is dad at wedding and there's limited time, it's very unclear courthouse, small ceremony on a beach. I don't know, whatever that looks like for you. And then, if you can make the three-hour drive one away, you get the best of both worlds. That's true. Yeah, I, I, think I mean that, that's a good plan. Yeah, you have a little time to make this decision. It sounds like over the next, I mean, at least the next few weeks, if not the next couple months, to see what the diagnosis fully is, and then from there see how he progresses over the next little bit of time, and then if you have to make an adjustment. There's a lot of room to mm-hmm. pivot, 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 pivot. <laughs> like don't be scared to there, pivot. There's a lot of, you know, you don't need to decide right this moment, even though I, I feel like it would feel that way. Like, oh, we got to pick our date. We have to have our date locked in, but then this and then that. But, you know, you can all that you can. You can, you can always pull an audible. Yeah. Like, don't be scared of the pivot. Have your main plan. But like, yeah, if he's not feeling well and chemo's not working and radiation's not working or you know we have no idea what the treatment plan even looks like Mm -hmm. is it surgical like there's so many what ifs here so i i think you just kind of got to be open and plan for what you really want for your wedding for the overall picture but yeah yeah if having your dad there when you get married is a big thing then pull an audible you know I've, i've always run my life by saying one thing to everybody be fluid you have to be. Life is so unpredictable. Be fluid. You know, if there's a gap, let the, be fluid enough to yeah. fill that gap. Yeah. If you got to go around the corner, just go with the water. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So let's keep us in keep us in touch and let us know how you're doing. Yeah. Wish you the best and hope health for your dad. Yeah, definitely. Keep us posted. Number three. Dear Father Know Something Gang. We are a gang. With Holly. We're even a, we're gang with everybody. Holly's kind of the lead member. I've been a devoted listener to your show and have always found your advice and discussions to be incredibly insightful. I'm writing to you today because I'm in a situation that I believe might resonate with your experiences. I, 26 female, have been with my boyfriend, 26 male, for the past two years. We plan to get engaged in the next year slash year and a half. However, the issue is that we aren't living together yet which is mostly because of me. I know I want to live with my partner before I get married and even engaged, but I am finding it hard to leave my parents. I've been with them since I graduated from college and we are incredibly close. 
I genuinely cherish the time I spend with them and I'm afraid that once I move out, that chapter of my life will be over forever. I recognize that at some point, I need to take that step and begin a life with my boyfriend, but the prospect of leaving my family is scary. It's tough to let go of the life I'm living now, knowing that it'll be something I will never get back. My boyfriend is incredibly supportive and understanding, and we won't be moving far. I know that you, Morgan and Jerry, have lived together for a while before taking the next step to moving in with Justin, so I'm curious to know how both of you manage that transition. Thank you all for your consistent love and support for your listeners. I genuinely appreciate any insight and advice you can offer. <laughs> You're on, Star. I mean, we haven't moved out yet, but no, this is something I think Justin and I have talked a lot about is like we mostly live here, even though Justin has his place. He's here three, four nights a week. Um, so it is hard. It's kind of sad where it's like, oh, my God, I I am going to be sad not having my dad be able to cook me dinner all these nights and yes be her be, be you know things like that be, be her bitch that's not at all what it is <laughs> but it is like it is nice to be taking a step forward and like getting our own space and having dishes that are clean and not thrown to the side and just wet and full of dish soap and you know there's all these things so it'll it it's a tough change and it's sad but you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm ready. And I don't know if I would have been ready two years ago, but now I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so it you get there. But just because you're moving out doesn't mean like a bunch of stuff has to change. You can go over there for dinner weekly. You can have them over for dinner weekly. Like there's ways to interact. And I don't know if you're moving far, if that is a part of this. Not moving far. Yeah. So it doesn't have to change. You want to go sleep over at your parents' house? Go sleep over there. Your boyfriend's out of town one weekend? Go stay with them for the weekend. And we'll probably come, you know, crash the party down here. Yeah. I know that when, like, you know, I think about, you know, going to Amy's for a night or going somewhere else. I'll just, you know, first, my first thought is, is Justin coming over? Because I know Morgan doesn't like to be by herself. I do not. So I don't abandon her for that. But what's really, I do really do think is really important. And this is for you. And you guys are going to experience this now starting January. A couple has to live together in their own environment and start seeing what it is to be a couple, especially before you say, I do. Get get the full grip of what it is to work together. Yep. And manage and manage, you know, each other's lives with one another. So I am absolutely uh, encouraging you to get away from mom and dad, grow, start the life with, with, with your guy and drop in and see your parents and play Catan. You guys are welcome to come play Catan anytime. Yeah. I have the bigger game table. My, you're going to take my table, so you know we'll have to. I feel like you'll be coming up a lot. Yeah, too. you'll probably be coming I'm sure up. Will. We're going to have chickens, so our house is going to be a lot cooler. Yeah. I'm sure that I will be 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 going both ways and between your home and our home. So I'm I'm excited about the whole thing, very much so. I mean, even for you guys, like generally the common thing is you have 19 years with your kids. The mm -hmm. first 18, they're living with you. And the rest of the time you see them in your life makes up the net, the, the right. one extra year. Right. But I didn't have them for, for, I didn't have her for about 10 years. Yeah. He moved to LA when I was 
in eighth grade. So yeah, I just think generally after it's like eighteen and move out from mm -hmm. being home. Yeah, classically, so anytime after is bonus. Yeah. Generally, the amount of time you see your parents adds up to one more year. Mm -hmm. So it it can be a scary thing from a child's perspective and a parent's perspective, but that's kind of the natural progression of life. Mm -hmm. And I know Jerry, you talk a lot about you know, getting out there on your own and making your own life and spreading, not living spreading, for- Spreading your wings. Yeah, not Fly. living Fly. for your parents, not living for anyone else but yourself. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think, I mean, it the relationship won't change. It helps. It makes everything great all around mm -hmm. because you'll be progressing in your life and feeling good about that. Mm -hmm. You won't lose the relationship with them. Sure, you're not living under the same roof, but it- different the, it's the a, dynamics don't it, necessarily change it's, it's a different it's a positive different experience yeah well and i think multi-generational households are kind of coming back in um i know they've never gone away for certain cultures but i think here in the united states it's maybe more so out of necessity because housing is so unaffordable but multi-generational households are becoming more prominent and I think like you could look at this as like, hey, this is just a little gap. You know, they might need help down the road where they need me to live with them and help take care of them. And like, or, you know, you could put a casita in your backyard and they live in your backyard. Like this could just be the middle section where yeah. you're starting your own journey with your partner and maybe a family and things like that. But it doesn't have to be the last time you live with your parents. Like there could be a long term play and. Some people are even like building compounds with their family. Like my, dad saw, al my dad always wanted that. I saw this one person that they're building um, a bunch of tiny homes on a plot of land for their whole, mm -hmm. for like all their kids. So each kid, when they turn 18, gets a starter house and they're just That's living in this cool. little compound. Yeah. So make your life what you want it. You don't, if you don't want to move out with your parents, you don't, you don't have to move out. How old were they again? 26 and 25. Yeah. No, 26 and 26. 26. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be 30 by the time I move out. You got a couple more years if you want it. <laughs> You're good. No rush. Go. go. Uh, well, the thing that's standing out is like I absolutely want to live with my partner before getting married and mm. even engaged. Yeah, and that's kind of Now's the, the time. It's worth a shot. Honestly, you could live together, not like it realize you don't like him and you're you right back go in. Back. You're right back in. You can always move home. It's always easy to move home. It's or just easier weird. to move home than out. I find it really weird when your childhood bedroom starts to change mm. and it's completely different or it's taken over by three other three uh, other kids. <laughs> yeah. But um I just think that's that's when you start to really feel like, yep, I'm out. Go watch because the you're movie. totally separated. Watch the movie Failure to Launch. Good movie. <laughs> I, I, absol I absolutely um, think that you'll be just fine and go give it a shot and be brave and go forward and and start this life with him, with him. And yeah. your parents are going to be very proud of you and you're, you'll, they'll be there for you. Mom is always going to be there to have you come go home. At, before you go home, you can stop in at mom and, you know, do some baking and then it's time to go home. Go see yeah. your guy. Be yeah. with your man. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Next one. Number four. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, number four. Hi, Jerry, Justin, Morgan, and Holly. I'm a first-year graduate student in a speech-language pathology program. I joined a couple of Facebook groups with other SLPs in my area, and I'm feeling really discouraged. A lot of the people are complaining about low salaries, high caseloads, and feeling burnt out from this career. I've wanted to be an SLP and worked really hard after changing career paths to get to where I am. I'm in an online program and take classes part-time while working. But honestly, I feel exhausted doing this, and I'm really questioning, is it worth it? The thing is, I don't know what I would do otherwise. My fiancé, let's call him Dan, recently lost his job, and it's been a stressful time trying to support him while he navigates a career change because he wasn't feeling fulfilled. I guess what I would like advice on is should I go through grad school and have speech as a backup option, or should I pick a new career completely? Ideal outcome, we both feel fulfilled in our careers and get out of debt. Additional info, my fiancé went to college but dropped out his final year and didn't get a degree. He's recently been vocal about regretting that decision but doesn't want to go back to school. I go back to saying make sure what you're doing, you're doing it because it's a passion for you and you feel the, the reward not of the money but of the experience. The money will always come uh, if you if you master what you're doing and you love what you're doing, you're going to be really great at what you're doing. And people are going to notice that. And that's going to help drive your income. It may not be there in the beginning, but it will eventually, I do believe, will always get there. So, and even if you're, you get into a fixed area where your incomes are locked, if you love what you're doing, it's not going to really still even matter. You'll learn to live. You'll learn to live within that budget, or you'll find some other ways of of doing additional work. Or the guy your you know your boyfriend will 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 flourish in what he's doing. You guys will make it. You'll build a life, but never do a job because of the money. Do a job because you'll love it. Yeah, and I will just say, as someone that has joined many many OT um, Facebook groups and like alternative careers for OTs. I feel like I, I'm really glad I didn't start looking at those Facebook page until I was like done with OT school because it probably would have really fucked me up mentally too because, you know, you have a lot of people on there kind of saying what I said about the lawyer stuff where they're like, the golden age of rehab is gone, blah, 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 blah. And you're going to find that. But I think you have to ask yourself, why did you want to be a speech pathologist, speech language pathologist? Like, because you wanted to help people, because it's rewarding. You know, you got to ask yourself the why. And you're already a year in. If it's a master's, you have another year left. Granted, you wouldn't take on another year of debt. But I look at the speech therapists that I worked with at the hospitals, and they loved their jobs. If you want a really good area of SLP work, You go work in an acute care setting in a hospital. You're going to be doing stroke, swallow evals all day, every day. It's fun. You get there at 8. You leave at 4.35. You don't take any work home with you. Like, And if you want to just do it lightly, you go work per diem. But that's if you determine you want to be a speech pathologist. But don't let the Facebook groups scare you because 
yeah, there's low salaries, but there's high salaries in certain areas. And if you, you know, work somewhere for a year and then you're willing to do travel speech, you can make a boatload of money. And looking at how the healthcare system is going to change, we already don't have enough workers to replace what we need. So the demand for healthcare workers is going to shoot through the roof. Like it's it's going to be pretty drastic. So and you also have to look at, I mean, there are so many different areas in speech pathology and therapy. There's so many. I mean, you could work in pediatrics, working with kids with stutters or, you know, autism and finding alternative communication methods via like technology. There's so much to do. My favorite is acute care. I think the swallow studies with barium are the most interesting thing. And like watching all the mechanics of someone swallowing on an x-ray. Insane. I really, if I could suction trachs, I would have gone the speech route, but suctioning trachs, I couldn't do it. So that's it. It made me throw up. So, so it's the, a really cool career, though. And I, I think. So the one thing that you said that I really grasp and I really absolutely agree with you on, don't let everyone else drive what you're doing. No, if you wanted to be a speech pathologist because you loved it, do it. And pay no she, attention to the to the crowd. Well, and they even say here, I'm really questioning if it is worth it. The thing is, I don't know what I would do otherwise. Well, that's now she's settling. Well, it's like, but are you settling or was your heart set on this? And now because you're an overthinker, maybe you're letting all these other people psych you out. Is it wouldn't or couldn't? Because mm -hmm. I say I couldn't do anything else, even though I'm in a very unpredictable, volatile, like, I'm in an industry that most people would tell you never to get in, mm -hmm. but I couldn't do anything else. Because there, I just this wouldn't. was your passion. So it's not that there wouldn't be anything else for me. It's that, no, I just, I couldn't go change and do something else. Yeah. So when you find that, that's when you know, like, this is what I'm here for. And, I, and I have done, you know, job pivots. Very much so. I mean, the, from what I originally started doing to what I do today, there's a pivot or two. <laughs> I think it's like, but you can connect them all. They all fit in the same little bubble. I guess, but like they're all you being creative. They're all you, like you're running the show. Mm -hmm. You can make the big decisions and control where to take it. And you're not answering to anybody. And I think that part you've is, always been in a similar is world. Similar, yes. though, what you take and do with your creativity has changed over time. Yes, because I think we all think of the classic American dream. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're going to have the people that like, I have to get a Ferrari. I have to have a house with 20 bedrooms in it. And I need like a hundred million in the bank. And then I, that's American dream. But really, I think if you figure out what you want, want and love to do, mm -hmm. and you can live comfortably doing that, the other I think matter. that's the American dream because mm -hmm. you'll be so fulfilled by what you do. Also not struggling financially, you live a comfortable life. Mm -hmm. If you can marry those two and figure that out, that's the American dream. I agree. Yeah. Did you know the number one place to achieve the American dream is now in Denmark? Yeah. Really? Do they call it the Denmark dream? No, they still call it the American dream. Really? But yeah, it is it is really interesting. I I would determine is speech your passion. And if it is, yep. don't let the Facebook groups get you down. Also, I will say, as someone that did their grad program in person, I cannot imagine the challenge of doing a program like this online. 
So if that is also getting to you, like try meeting up with classmates and get yourself a good study group and other people to interact with. But um, you should start doing like your internships at various places. That's what I was going to really aim for acute care. If you can, I would do acute care in peds. I think you'll get the most broad experience and overview on the career. And then watch the movie, the King's speech. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That one one was a good one, but yeah, determine if you're going into it for the right reason. And then if not, screw the debt, screw the student debt. Don't do it. Nothing, nothing, nothing's better than, than personal reward from a job. It's amazing. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Okay, we're going to have number five. We're going to squeeze one more in here. Mm-hmm. There's one more. Number five. Number five. Hi, Jerry. Hello. I've been dating a man since October 2021. At the very beginning stages of us talking, he was diagnosed with gastrointestinal lymphoma. We tried very hard to make it work and have seen each other when we could, but through treatments and everything else, he has moved home to live with his parents. Good news. What we do know is he will get better. Good. Bad news. We work so hard to try and make us work, but it just seems like it's getting harder and harder. He's not able to show up for me like he wants to. I know that's difficult for him and obviously doesn't always feel fair to me. Because of this, we've decided to call a timeout on us, and it's quite possibly the worst heartbreak I've had in my life. People always say, if it's the wrong time, it's the wrong person. But what do you do when it's this circumstance? We both so badly want to be together, but life is just not lining up. We still talk and are trying to figure out boundaries that are safe for both of us. I want to leave the door open, but I also know I can't wait on him forever. Do I stop talking to him altogether? Well, it sounds like you guys are friends. You care for one another. Cutting yourselves off from your friendship. You know, I don't know. You know, your guys are going to have to decide if you can, you know, conduct yourselves and enjoy your friendships and not worry about the intimacy side or if that if you guys date somebody else. You may find out very quickly that the thought of being with somebody else is not your interest. And you, you know, you get there and you say, He this this guy is just not this person. And I I don't care if I'm married to this person or not, but I definitely want to have this person be a part of his life every day. And that's where I'm at today. So I say, you know, go organically. I mean, I everyone hates when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't penalize yourselves. If you guys can can respect each other as friends and you can have your friendship. I don't know why you can't. It might take some readjustment. I mean, especially if you are going to actively date, it might take a period where you guys can kind of heal a little bit and just not talk to each other as much. But, you know, it sounds like you guys really do love one another and yet, and you have a, a strong bond. So that's something that you only, you can figure out. I can't tell you that one. Yeah. It's tough. Cause when in a relationship, do you, transition from life being able to take you apart with certain circumstance Mm -hmm. or, you know, at our stage, 
even being pre being engaged, mm -hmm. I would say we had transitioned into the part of life where one of us would change for the other in a good way. Like something, some health thing or life is where life would pull you apart. Mm -hmm. I feel like we would stay together and move together mm -hmm. with whatever happened. Because you were bonded. Right, right. But so, you know, at what point in a relationship does that happen? Because this seems to be happening before that. Mm -hmm. And so when you're before that transition, how do you make these calls? Because there's nothing here being like, there's no clear like, yep, probably time to break up. Or I would, I would fight through it and stay together. So is it kind of like a, let's keep seeing how it goes? Or is there a way, you know, it's... Yeah, what's interesting too, it's like if, you know, because they dated a decent amount of time. So it's like if they would have been married, would this have caused them to get divorced? Like, you know, we have... Life, life happens. We're going to get sick. We're going to lose family members. Like things are going to happen where we might, as we've put it, like you might have a season where you need more support and the other person falls to the side a little bit. Like that's just life. That's kind of how this stuff mm -hmm. happens. So if you guys would have been married, would you have not been able to help? And this would have teared you apart in that way. Like it is interesting to me because when you think about a partner and, you know, not everyone takes those vows and says the same thing, but it is kind of like in sickness and in health. Like, can you handle the lows? Well, cause that's what a long-term relationship or, is the way, mm -hmm. either way. Yeah. Or is she looking for a reason to get out? Right. It doesn't she, sound it, it, like it though. Well, it sounds like she's trying to find a reason, like and a, a way to make it work. No one's forcing her to, to walk away. Ideal outcome, we find a way to be together at some point, if not now. I guess I'm just kind of confused, like why they broke up. Like, and I, I know there's one line here where, you know, she says he couldn't show up for me the way I needed. Right. Well, one, what were you asking of him? And two, he's fighting gastrointestinal cancer. Like, cancer fucking sucks. So, no, he might not be able to show up for you right now. It might be the season where he needs the time, yeah. more energy and love. And, like, did you then, like, that, you couldn't recognize that? Like, I guess I'm just kind of confused why it went so south. Yeah, because health is number one. You yeah. Know, if you have a health problem... It's the, if you don't take lifeline. care of your health problem, your relationships and everything else doesn't matter. Well, yeah, because you're dead. I'm looking at how deep this relationship really is. How deep is the relationship? Yeah. Because if it's a shallow end relationship and you're in the shallow end right now because he may need you and it's not something that you really want to do, then it's time to really you know, allow, it, allow it to go its separate way and move on. Look, relationships are timing for, for many reasons. But this could also be the most amazing relationship, even if he should not make it in future years. It may be the most important relationship or um, impactive relationship of your life. There might be a message here or, or something very special here that you're supposed to experience. Otherwise, you've ex maybe you've experienced it already and it's time to move on. We can't make that decision for you. No. Only you can. Yeah. 
Yeah. I guess like I, for me, I'm like, I just, I need to know a little more, but yeah, for sure. Otherwise it's like, yeah, I mean, this is the reality you're faced with right now. You kind of have to ask yourself, like, if this is the level of attention and effort I'm getting put into me, like, am I okay with it? And if you're not like, yeah, you can be friends, but I wouldn't blur any lines. I would say you're there if you need to talk, but it might be best to limit move 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 on with your life i need to move on with my life but if you need me i'm here for you i i care for you greatly yeah it 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 could be like he isn't doing enough and she does a ton for him and there's something he could have easily made that had mm-hmm. nothing to do with his health but you know he chose to not call and say like check in or he chose to not do this and he's pulling away yeah. it may not have to do with the health thing that could have started it but we just don't know these little intricate sure. details yeah. that would make this answer he, so much he, easier. Yeah. He could also be pushing her away because of the fact that he's sick. Tough, tough to to respond to without yeah. kind of those intricate details. But I think a lot of the questions we're asking to get those details are questions you should ask yourself. It'll prompt you to kind of know what you what you want and need more. Yeah. Okay. Off to Patreon. Well, thanks for watching the show. And of course, we want to make sure you press the subscribe button. Yeah, yeah. And Patreon, uh, I know we had some great Patreons last week. And uh, I'm sure you have something very, very... Uh, yeah. Oh, always. Always. Dialed in for tonight. Always. So jump on over. We'll be at uh, Patreon. Come visit. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.